1: Welcome to For Fantasy Sake, a weekly fantasy football presentation uh, presented by the For Frequency Sake podcast network. Uh, For Fantasy Sake is brought to you by Clint House, and the network's brought to you by Dermal Modeling and Ryan Allison Tattoo. I am your host, Half Alive DJ Jarvis, I'm joined by Dan the Parlay God Hancock. And uh, Jordan, I woke up 10 minutes ago. Kernan, how you guys doing? <clears throat> doing good, man. I think we got
2: to switch that day in the parlay, man. I think that might sound better. oh that's good. I get the rhyme in there.
3: <laughs> I do like that. And it was uh, eight minutes ago. So Jordan, awake eight minutes ago. Kernan.
1: Guys, I'm like, like I said, half dead here. So um, <laughs> anything that you get from me is a, is a, is a bonus. It's a daily double.
2: You guys do anything, uh, fun with your Saturday? Oh yeah. I, I worked. That was, a, that was about it. You know, we had a nice little, uh, you know, it's good, some good college basketball games to watch some good, uh, some good football games, uh, hit a, hit a couple parlays. We didn't post anything yesterday just cause, uh, by the time I get home from work, I was too exhausted to even look at social media for about five hours. But, uh, I know, I know the one play I did post, you did tail and it lost. So I, I, the, the luck started running out again. I needed a fade Daniel Day.
1: I just would fade nope. anything that I tail. I would just immediately just cash it out.
2: I was honestly, when I saw you tailed it, I was debating on fading my own play <laughs> and doing it on a different app so you wouldn't see it. So I'd come up with a profit either way. <laughs> it's
1: fair. That's fair.
3: Nope, I lost a parlay the other day. I had, uh, I had Joe Mixon, three plus catches, uh Zach Moss, two plus catches, and Jameer Gibbs, three plus catches. Jameer finished on two. Um it's just been rough. Um, but I did have my first ride-along yesterday. So um I'm getting pretty excited about starting a new job. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll
1: be a good time. Let's uh let's play some fantasy tinder. Maybe Joe will join us for our fun game next up, but uh, let's talk fantasy Tinder. First thing on the board here, Justin Fields. Is he a must start even against the the Browns this week?
2: I'd, 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 I, I, mean, if you, would, I think swipe right, but leave it in the comments. I mean, I, it's. I feel like both of these teams have been very hit or miss. There's days where this uh, Browns defense is top tier, and then there's days where you think, oh, they're playing against. Uh, a weaker, older team and it should be easy game. And then they give up 31 points like they did against the Rams. Um, So I, I would swipe right on this one. If it's like, you, like you had Herbert as your other quarterback or someone who's just been struggling the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I would just, I would just hold out to see if you can find any last minute information on it.
3: Yeah, I'm insane, the same boat. Um, drafted him as your starter I mean obviously he was kind of hurt there for a little bit so you have you know you picked up a backup like so if you picked up somebody like say Sam Howell um it's it, I don't think he's a must start because if you have somebody like Howell I mean he is going up against a, a pretty bad Rams defense I mean it really all depends on you yeah. I mean you had to you had to replace fields with somebody at some point um I don't think he's a must start then um so I'd swipe that
1: so I and we're actually in a situation I just realized as we're talking, I do have fields in a league and I'm starting him uh over Tua. So it's not like not like my uh my other options real great, you know, playing against the team that allows the second fewest fantasy points uh in the Jets. And um I think what it was Black Friday where Tua scored like three fantasy points against them because he threw on two straight passes a pick six and then another interception. So And Jordan, I think it was you that on another quarterback news, um, Jalen Hurts has been downgraded. But I think he was questionable before with something different. He's now questionable with an illness.
2: So, oh really? See that that's that's such a hard one too because they play Monday night, and if it's like it's like, do you risk him not playing against the Seahawks defense that's been pretty poor? Yeah. Um, you know them coming off a big loss, or do you just hold out hope and? maybe hope you get Mariota to have a good game and you just pick him up as a last minute addition.
1: That's what I play. I think that, that I'm looking at it at this. If I'm a a Hertz manager is I'm saying, who would I rather play Marcus Mariota or my other option? Because you're obviously playing Hertz if he's playing, but at this point I feel pretty nervous, especially in a road game. Um, just he's going to travel to Seattle separate from the rest of the team i just it, it, it's one of those that i think that i would just say do i want to start marcus mariota or you know quarterback b or if you're in a super flex and you have the that that option uh
2: player b and that's the thing too is ginos questionable so do you trust Locke versus that defense do you trust mariota or do you just roll the dice and hope to god they have a good and like you know, hope you, you have a backup quarterback on Sunday that, that can kind of contribute.
1: Yeah. Do you think so if you're a Hertz owner, are you just kinda of, right now, if you have droppable guys, are you just going out there and picking up Drew Locke and Marcus Mariota? That way you can make
2: a decision tomorrow? If Hertz doesn't play, like what are you doing there? I think I think if you're if you're in a league where there's an um you know not a lot of quarterback options, you you tend to already have a second QB. I mean, unless you like. I mean, I know a lot of times in my league, I usually, um, I tend, I tend personally, I tend to keep one if I have like, if I get one of the top five, if I get like a Mahomes or um, like a two or something. I tend to just keep them and then stream them on the bye week. But, um, I think if you if you have a second quarterback, um, I mean, unless it's like, you know, uh, I would say unless it's a you know, like Sam Howell going up against Aaron Donald. Um, someone who I feel like I haven't seen a lot of people pick him up, but might actually be a good pickup in this scenario. If you don't want to risk it is Joe Flacco. He's been pretty good the last couple weeks and he's going against the Bears defense. That's third in most receiving yards allowed and most passing yards. So um, especially with, he's got that connection with Elijah Mitchell and uh, Joku had a good week last week. So if you have like in Joku or not, Eli- Elijah Moore, not Elijah Mitchell, um, but if, if you have like in joku or you have like anyone if you're go let's say like you might be going up against a guy that has like for god's sake a bears defense um he could def i mean i think he could definitely he's not gonna give you hurts level numbers but he could give you a good 10 to 15 points
1: jordan what's your what's your move because this was your question wasn't it about so what are you gonna do
3: if it fits me i it all depends on who you. have. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that you said. I mean, it depends on who you have for your backup. You know, if you have a serviceable backup, I'm just starting my backup. Um, especially with the fantasy playoffs going on right now, because to me, like I, I, that's one thing that you really can't afford to take a risk on. You right. can't take a risk on, you know, you know. I mean, I like I like the option of picking up Mariota, or you know, Drew Lock, but. You know, I know the Eagles are a little bit better against the run than they are in the pass, um, and Locke's got a start under his belt already. So, I mean, you could tear up the Eagles in the passing game, where I think if if, if Mariota is behind is under center, he's going to use his legs a little bit more, just because that's the kind of quarterback he is. And I could see him handing off to Swift, you know, getting, getting Gainwell involved, you know, Boston Scott a little bit more. I just don't think that I don't think that they would give it give him the ball and let him just rip the ball.
2: For sure. So well, and I um, you know. mean, you mentioned Drew Locke. Like, like he did. I mean, he didn't do great, but he didn't do half bad against San Francisco's defense. You're going up against a weaker defense this week. Like, with Geno struggles, if he's still not, do you put like? That's the question you kind of got to see is do they put enough faith in? Oh, Locke did solid against the Niners. We're going against a weaker defense. Do we just let Geno sit another week?
3: Yeah that'll be a this to tough one. it's a tough one
1: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely all right the next option here are especially in the fantasy playoffs are are we if if you're in a scenario where you own both A-Chain and Moster are you starting them both
3: i don't think you're going to have to make that decision because if i'm not mistaken i believe A-Chain out or he's, he's still questionable. Last I saw, so. still questionable. Um, but he only logged a limited limited practice on Friday. But from what I I read somewhere that he was trending more towards doubtful. Um, don't quote me on it. I just I, I remember reading something about it yesterday. Uh, but I I mean it, they're kind they've kind of got a weird split going on. It's kind of the same. Uh, you know, like I'm trying to think of who the other running back. There's, so there's two running backs. There's a Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr. Kind of no, yeah, there's Jeff Wilson, but I, he would get you know Mostert's basically getting all the groundwork. Where A Chance coming in and getting some most of the passing game work is Mostert still getting some passes? Yes, absolutely. I think I think if A Chance out, I think Mostert's role stays the same. I think they bring in Jeff Wilson Jr. to take over A Chance role, and Mostert still just gets a lot of the groundwork. Um, But I guess the question is, do you have to start both? Are they both start? I think they're both startable, absolutely. The upside's there for both of them. So
2: I'd swipe right. I I think I I would swipe right and leave this one in the comments as well, just because, I mean, we see it all the time when it's a two-back system. If one of them is hot, the other one doesn't touch the ball. And, I mean, obviously we've seen the game where they both had, you know, like one of the greatest fantasy games this season when they both put up like, I think like 30 something points, but like a lot of these teams that run this two back system, when one is hitting the other one is not seeing the field. And that's the thing you kind of risk right now is if like, let's say they start to blow out the jets. We're not going to probably see a lot of a chain because if he's still leaning towards the doubtful side, then um they're not, they're not going to risk putting him in, in a game against the jets when they have bigger games coming up in the playoffs coming up in a couple weeks. So we would, I think you'd more likely if this game gets kind of ugly, you're more likely to see the third string running back over a chain, but um, when they're fully healthy, yes, I I mean, I think the way they run this system is perfect um, and that, it makes it even harder. They had that game
1: a few weeks ago. I think it was against the Panthers where uh, a chain had like three touches in the first three quarters and then had like 15 touches for 80 some odd yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, it's it like if I mean, even if you've watched like hard the hard knocks in season, Mike McDaniels just does like you, no one really knows what's going on in his head when he makes these decisions. And it usually works out because the team's so good. I mean, it's similar
1: to what Frisco was doing pre CMC too. And that's
2: yeah, it's and I think it's more just. Who who's the rhythm going towards right now? Who's the who are they figuring out who to stop? And I just think this is a matchup where, it, like, I wouldn't double start them this week. I think next year when they're both healthy, I think it's definitely a viable game plan.
1: Realistically, between Terrell Davis and Christian McCaffrey, it was just the storyline with Shanahan coach teams. Oh yeah, they're just going to use nine hundred running backs, and I don't. You you're probably not old enough to remember Shanahan again. so. Yeah, I'm just a baby. Speaking of uh, the Bears yeah. that we talked about on the first slide, is DJ Moore, is he going to be a first-round pick in 2024 fantasy drafts?
2: I'm going to swipe left on this one. Um, I, I think he's had a great year this year, um, but what I've noticed a trend of is no matter how good the receiver is, no matter how good the connection is between the receiver and quarterback, the first year it becomes viable. The second year it struggles a lot because teams have a lot more time to kind of sit down and look at that game plan and say, okay, how are we going to stop this? Um, I, th- I think he's, I think he'll finish easily top 10 wide receivers next year. Uh, but my big thing I always look at in drafts is I always go running back heavy first because you can always find like a tier two, tier three level wide receiver. That can still put up the numbers of a tier one wide receiver, but it's very rare you're going to find a tier two or three running back that could put up the numbers of like a McCaffrey of, you know, like a Saquon, something like that. So that's, that'd be the only reason he wouldn't be a first rounder for me is just because I, I know a lot of the leagues I'm in, they tend to go running back heavy to start. And I mean, we sometimes see Tyreek drop like to like the 10 or the 11 spot.
3: yeah i just i don't think he'll be a first round uh, next year. i'm swiping left. i mean, he's just he's really relying on that quarterback play and i don't know, like it feels out like yeah, he still put up serviceable numbers, but they weren't like wide receiver one numbers. i just feel like there's even if you had a uh, if you had just twelve wide receivers on the board for round one. i think he falls in then, but just to Dan's point, I mean, there's there's definitely twelve players that I'm drafting before.
1: Yeah, I think I could see him in like the first half of the second round. Um, there's just too many players. Um, it, it just you're obviously thinking there's a handful of running backs that you that you're taking for sure, like CMC, Saquon, probably still a first round Bijan, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Those kind of guys are definitely first rounders. And then you have your stud wide receivers, Jefferson Chase, Tyreek,
2: probably. If he doesn't like retire to do adult films, you know. I, I think if he makes a first round, I think it'd be one of those sneaky scenarios where like a big name, like top five wide receiver gets hurt in the playoffs and they miss, they're going to miss like eight, like what we saw last year with D hop where D yeah. drops just because he was missing the first eight games of the year. For sure. So I think it might just be one of those, like, do I risk taking this guy now and then not being able to use him for the first five, six weeks, or do I just go ahead and take DJ Moore instead and then live with the fact that this guy might burn me later on.
1: For sure. For sure. All oh, right, and first round this past year we saw we saw a lot of Travis Kelsey make it obviously probably he's, he looks really old um is he even the first tight end off the board or are we looking at this guy next year?
3: I'm just I don't gonna think we're looking i am swiping yeah. left. I don't think he's the number one off the board if I had to
2: guess I'm saying Sam Laporta i'm cl- I'm closing the app and restarting it. Um, with this one I just you know what it is him and Laporta both have the potential I think if if Kelsey kind of regresses the way he has so far um, I think they could meet both of them could finish potentially tied in one next year but I just think there's too many people out there that you know everyone it's it's like the same thing every year with Mark Andrews that we hear of like yeah he you know he kind of struggled but like what if he goes off again like and then you miss out on him going off because you didn't take him with your eighth pick and you could have, so um, I think for the I think for the next year or two it's still going to be Kelsey, as because I mean how often do you see a tight end going top five half a time in drafts like right. and finishing first round like I re- re- like the disparity between him and then Andrews was just so crazy I think we have another year before it falls off.
1: Yeah, hopefully we uh, get the old patented Kansas City Chiefs get right game today. So we'll head to commercial on the backside. We're going to play a little bit of a different game. We're going to have an FFS QC ladder match. Um, It's going to be like connections, but a little different. I'll explain it to you guys on the backside. So let's go to commercial and we'll be right back.
0: Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. And with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309 786 6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling. 309-786-6715.
4: My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, And every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision.
1: All righty, we are back here. I just want to do a quick promo here. Uh, Make sure you tune in tonight. If you're a big pro wrestling fan, tune in. Um, to our Pro Wrestling Podcast card, Subject to Change. Uh, they will be reviewing the year that was in professional wrestling, giving away some awards, uh, match of the year, stuff like that. I know Jordan voted in it. Um, so I have also voted in it because I love wrestling too. But, uh, yeah. So this is kind of like Connections. We're going to have four, four guys, each category. Each person has their own category. Obviously, the show did not. Joe, the show Winkle did not show up. Parlay got Dan's here. Officer K is here. We don't have, and we don't have Brian, but we're still going to use their stuff. You get one point for guessing a player that's in there. So players can be used multiple places. That's where it's going to become a little easier. It's skill position, guys. You get one point for guessing a guy who fits you get two points if you guess the specific like if you say i'm gonna go in joe's category and i'm gonna guess travis kelsey then you get two points if you solve their category you get five make sense and we'll go six rounds whatever we have on six rounds then we'll we'll go back and forth until we can guess the four categories i'm gonna let jordan go first yeah, so Jordan just name a player if you want to guess a specific place. And and your categories are based on things I know about you.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go uh we'll put Dak Prescott under uh under Officer K. Let's see.
2: So you're gonna get two points there. Let's see, knowing knowing your way to annoy Joe, I'm gonna put Brock Purdy under Joe. He's not there. Oh my god. I was
1: so so since Joe's you know, we, we can we can go do we want to go with the original category I gave Joe before he didn't show up? <laughs> sure. All right, we'll go with the original category and then I'll tell you what the other category was.
3: I'm going to go Kyle Pitt under the Harley God.
1: <laughs> and I will say you guys like I do want to tell you you don't have to do specific it is worth more points. So we'll go we'll give you 3 points for going specific, 1 for not
2: for going non-specific. See so my category's got to be something like like players Daniel has raged on the stream about. (laughs) God, mine just might be all Falcons players at that point. (laughs) Um. Okay, under me. Are coaches involved? You said it's just skill players, right? Skill players, yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to put Arthur Smith. I um. was gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking under me put Adam feeling. I don't know what that's what I'm thinking. Um
3: under under Joe, Josh Allen.
2: Giving him a nickname now. Joe's furious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn, I was going to say under Joe, the college football committee. But... No
3: way! <laughs> that would be number. That would be step four.
1: So, so when I did switch his category, I did most definitely switch it to guys whose whose alma maters are in the college football playoff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. under Brian, let's. I'm gonna go Fryermuth. He's not there.
3: I was getting ready to I'm glad took to him because I was gonna go same category, but uh can he pick it? Nope.
4: Mm.
1: Again, you guys can make general guesses as well. It doesn't have to be under the the specific person. I need okay. the points. I gotta keep yeah. the
2: domino one here. That's true.
3: Yeah
1: we're gonna go more than six rounds because we have less people,
2: but okay. Um under Brian is are the Steelers Steelers players? No. Hmm.
3: Under mine, let's go Jerome
2: Ford. That was the quickest zero I've ever seen you type. <laughs> um Under me, go Baker Mayfield. Damn, I was I was thinking like players that pissed me off this year, (laughs) or or sold me like by like one yard.
3: All right, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. C D Lamb in general
1: you guys were hot and heavy to start now i feel like Uh, yeah now we're
3: we're panicking. panicking i ran out of all the good things um
2: i got a long shot here but i'm gonna try it under joe will levis I was thinking quarterbacks that beat the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one.
3: I'm trying to think of who else Joe aged on any of his podcasts. Um under Brian, let's go uh John Robinson.
1: do want to remind you guys you can go general guesses for a point as well
3: sounds like a hint on that one
2: um dude jalen hurts
1: what the
3: hell? oh dj's frozen game over <clears throat> okay Two points for you there, Dan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Suck it, Jordan. All right. Well, I'm going (laughs) to go with, I'm just going to go with Dijon
2: Robinson in general. Oh, my God. Is mine all Falcons players or something? (laughs) (laughs) Give me. Give me Johnny Smith. Yeah, I, I knew going, it. I, I was going to say him <laughs> next.
3: All right, let's close his out, and we'll go, uh, in general, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, but you should have guessed his category there. So the category yeah, But I didn't, I,
2: I didn't want to <laughs> risk one point. The category is Falcons players. Yep. That have lost me a lot of money. Except Johnny. I always love Johnny. I'm I'm getting me a Johnny Smith jersey next week. <laughs> hmm. Damn, I went five in a row without a single guess right. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Jared?
3: Let's go Justin Fields.
2: I'm gonna guess Joe's category. I'm gonna go MVP candidates. No shot. I got that. Because I was like, all right, Purdy. That was going to piss him off. <clears throat> oh, God. Um,
3: I'm trying to think of quarterback now. Now I'm blanking. Um. So it was C.J. Stroud. <clears throat>
2: All right. I'm I'm gonna guess Jordan's category. His his top quarterbacks for daily DFS. Say one more time. Quarterbacks. His top quarterbacks for DFS because I feel like he always uses at least one of those three every week. That That
3: is not it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like I should know my own stuff. Um, the other quarterback.
2: All right, so so what's pissed you off this year? Because the fr- it seems like the theme is has has pissed us off. That is not his. That was just <laughs> that's just <clears> me <throat> and Joe's. Um,
3: I feel like I w- no
1: because I a chain yeah. is active, but Tyreek Hill is inactive. By the way, no Tyreek Hill. Wow.
3: That, yeah, that's I mean honestly, that's big. That makes me hate that game a lot. Um, let's go with, I don't even know, man, I don't even know. Let's go with, uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm lost right now. Uh, I'm going to, my category is, uh, uh, the the quarterbacks that I've
2: mentioned on the show the most. It is not. Okay. I'm gonna go as a generic guest, Tyreek Hill.
1: It is not. But I will so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fill in the guys on the board that are already on the board that fit into other categories for you guys. Okay. All right, Jordan, can you fill out anybody's either you or Brian's? And you can, I guess, realistically, you could make a guess to fill out Brian's, but.
3: Yeah, let's go with. uh, Let's go with Jordan Love. Nope,
1: not on there. No. You
2: said Tyree Kill wasn't available. He wasn't on, right? Correct. Okay. Um.
1: Jordan's is so simple. It's 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 hard.
2: let's say for jordan is it quarterbacks with uh no wait, no that wouldn't be it that wouldn't be it
4: it's, oh i know
2: it wait oh, I don't. is is, <laughs> is justin jefferson anywhere on there he is not
1: all right jordan final guesses.
3: Um. No, nah, I, I I really don't. I can't think of any. I was gonna say quarterbacks who beaten the Eagles, but I was like, the Eagles only have three losses.
2: Dan, oh. My guess was gonna be quarterbacks that threw for three hundred against the Commanders. I went I went super specific with it. So,
1: so, ooh, that looked ugly. Brian's was super easy, too, but you guys never went to his thing. Just, it's just SEC quarterbacks. Oh, my God. And Jordan's is QB's over 7K this week.
3: Ah, dang it. I suck at these games. I still won, though, so.
1: You what? I still won. You did. You did still win.
0: Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Drafthouse Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sundays, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up $1 wings and $2.50 drafts and domestics all day. And your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? You'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and beer fix, finish off your football-watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC-style pies for the last 24 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline.
4: Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Low Pies Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Low Pies is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Low Pies Pizza a proud sponsor of the Cards Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. For Frequency Sake has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter pit row with Rod Villagomez and fast money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with the lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 1130 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. We haven't seen Joe in three weeks and Dan's
1: still not on the promo. Tragedy.
2: <clears throat> Does Joe do you even still work here anymore? I don't know. He's he still texting he me his things as his, his graphic designer. Yeah, I told him.
1: I said, I told him one day. I said, you live a pretty charmed life. Everybody
2: does their own graphics. <laughs> it's my fault for getting bored and setting up a template.
1: Yeah, not looks good though. It was much better than what the template I had for it. So, big Finally,
2: I use my degree for something.
1: Tune in to Card Subject to Change tonight, where they give their awards, and there's some pretty good graphics that I did on that one. So, all right, Jordan. The man in the middle,
3: do really?
1: it. What's your favorite stack this week? <clears throat> I oh, am. Before you, before you answer that, I do want to note there is this this uh, DFS show I I tune into on TikTok every once in a while. They have an insurance company sponsor their DFS segment that. They do their stacks of the week. They call them the bundle. So if anybody out there owns an insurance company, wants us your name right here, Jordan, point your fingers down right here during this segment, hit us up. It'll be next year. Cause there's only like one more live show this year, but Hey, Jordan, who are you stacking this week?
3: This week I'm stacking Jordan love and, uh, Jaden Reed. That's Right now, it's probably my favorite stack on the slate. Um, it's super cheap. Uh, Jordan loves only $6,200. Dayton Reed is $4,900. Um, and it lets you pretty much do whatever else you want with your lineup. Um, one of my other favorite stacks is, um, I don't mind, it, it's super expensive, but Dak Prescott to, uh, to CD Lamb. Um, I like that side of the game it's the highest game on our highest game total on the slate it's a close spread I, I still honestly don't understand why the cowboys are underdogs in the game I understand it's on the road it's at the bills but the cowboys are just playing so hot. right now it's insane um favorite running back of the day is Kyron Williams um and uh, yeah, there's been a lot of injuries that have kind of been coming out. Um, Noah Brown is in for the Texans, but Case Keenum's going to be throwing him the ball, so I'm kind of staying away from that. Are they um, playing Keenum, not Davis Mills? Yes, that is that is the report. Nice. So I don't mi- I don't mind I, I just I don't mind it, but going up against uh, who they playing Tennessee today? Yeah,
1: Tennessee I mean, the won- Houston Oilers slow, throwbacks.
3: Yeah, so you can throw that's, against. That's you can, hilarious. It's uh, Tennessee. You can throw the ball against them. I just, I it just kind of worried me. You know, I don't know when was the last case Keenum threw, a, you know, threw a football in a live game. Um, the other there's there's been a lot of uh, I've been kind of getting injury reports. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts and uh, him kind of you know the illness that he had has gotten worse. So talking about how he might not play. That Doesn't matter because that's not on today's slate. Chris Olave is out for the Saints. Um, Rashid Shahid is back and healthy, so I don't mind Rashid Shahid at all. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is getting the start again for New England. Um, I understand they're going up against uh the Chiefs, but Zeke caught eight taxes last week. Um, so he is somebody who I'm kind of locked in on, and then uh one other person is uh, Antonio Gibson who is getting the start today against the Rams um, with Brian Robinson being out
1: so I will ask you uh, on your stacks and I'm sure we've we've discussed this before but I'm sick and it's week week whatever week this is um are you the type of person do you when you stack do you like to bring it back from somebody from the other side or do you kind of there's a game by game it, it
3: depends it's a game by game basis. Like so, like the game, like I, like I said, I, I'm, I, I like the Green Bay Tampa Bay game 100. percent I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling about it. So Jordan Love to Jaden Reed's kind of stack. I also love Rishi Rice though, or not. I'm not Rishi Rice. Uh, Rashad White, Rashad White as a bring back. I mean, you can, you can beat Green Bay on the ground and Rashad White. I kind of mentioned it in the podcast on Friday is like a poor man's friend was Tyron William gets all the work. He rushes the ball 20 plus times a game. He gets, you know, five plus targets a game. Rashad white is the same player. He just doesn't do any. He's just not as explosive as Tyron Williams. Is. He gets the ball 15 to 20 times a game. Um, you know, whether it be on the ground or in the air, he's the guy who's in there if they're down. Um, and I just think that game, I think that game kind of goes a little bit back and forth. Um, it's Tampa Bay can be passed on and green Bay can be ran on. And, I just think that game. I think they're both fighting for playoff spots. Tampa Bay needs a win to stay on top of the, uh, the NFC South. Uh, Green Bay's holding on to the third wild card spot right now. They need a win. I mean, I think both teams come out, and I think it's. I think that's probably one of the highest scoring games on the slate. And if we were talking about games we're going to watch that aren't your team, that's going to be the game I'm going to be
2: watching. Well, not to mention too with Rashad White because I'm I'm high on him this week too. Um, we have a, a couple couple stat like bets I've liked with him. Um he does it so quietly too that I like I feel like uh DraftKings and FanDuel just can't catch up with his lines sometimes because it's not like you know here's a big 60 yard run and then 15 uh 10 yard runs right after it uh or like five yard run. it's it's like 23 four yards at a time he'll break one for nine or ten and then he'll have a, like because against teams who have had very solid Running defenses, he's put up 100 yards. So I'm with you on that. I like that one. Um, big one that I was curious on um, when it comes to tight ends is Akonquo is kind of set up for a big game this week, and his number is very low. Is that someone you're kind of looking at?
3: So that was who when this all started. So like I said, when I so especially for like my ladder challenge and stuff, I usually play guys who are super high on isn't even in the top 10 of ownership at $2,900. The guy's involved, uh, you know, Levis trusts him. He throws him the ball. He runs routes. I, when I, when I first started putting this together, like at the beginning of the week, he was somebody who I plugged in automatically $2,900 for a guy with his potential is just insane to me. And it lets you do, I mean, you stack Jordan love and you put Chigo Conquo in that the the tight end position, you can do whatever you want with the rest of your lineup. It doesn't even matter.
4: And there's a lot of
3: like I said with with a lot of being ruled out. Rashid Shahid's cheap. Um, there's a lot of people who are on Demarcus Robinson this week. Um, in my opinion, yeah, he's super cheap. I think last week was like a fluke. Um, I think the Rams lean heavy on the run this week, and they go back to to Nakua and Cup. Um, really like uh, Demario Douglas um from the the Patriots. I mean they're gonna have to throw. Um I do think that I do think the Chiefs kinda come out and I, I mentioned it on the podcast. I think the Chiefs come out angry. Um and this is kind of Bill Belichick's last shot. So either he's gonna have a really good game or he's going to coach one of the worst games he's ever coached and the Chiefs are gonna blow him out. And uh, if they do, you know, if the Chiefs are up three touchdowns, New England's gotta throw, they gotta throw
2: to somebody. So, No, I think I think that was one that I was really looking at. I think another one, um, another stack I've been kind of looking at, and I'm actually really curious to see, because I've talked about him earlier, um, and it's always weird because to, to, this guy has always been kind of iffy, it seems, some weeks. But um, Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco, I think, is a, a solid, low-budget one. Now, he – it's – it's different when you have um like like a guy like that where where this team it just feels like he's just he's not got a favorite receiver but his most top connection I think is with Moore because he came over with him and he played with him in New York as well. So I think that that was my stack this week for quarterback. Um wide receiver is I took that one. It was it's a little bit of a stretch. I was kind of playing a little Little dangerous with it because I I've, I've kind of been struggling in uh, DFS. So I just figured why not get a get something out there that um, can you know high high ceiling, low floor kind of thing. Uh, but I want to know your thoughts on Kamara. Is that worth the price? Because I know you mentioned Shahid, and if with Taysom Hill still technically questionable, mm-hmm. I I kind of like Kamara to you know, especially with the way like the New York field's not really that good. Derek Carr kind of sucks. Like I, I feel like we could see another game where Kamara just touches the ball every other play.
3: Yeah, I I, I like that. Um, kind of it was kind of the way I went last week. Was Kamara had a great matchup against the Panthers defense, and the, the game played out exactly what you thought. Because last week we were like, ah, you know what, these guys, you know, they play together. They don't, you know, they don't break huge scores. And, and I'm like, when you started talking about it, I got nervous because I'm like, man, I really like this spot for Kamara and. Then I played him, and he almost he almost cost our cash lineup. Like so, the ladder challenge almost went down in week one, but um, you know we had the rest of the stack was pretty good. I do like it just because you you save six hundred dollars, or I'm sorry, you save seven hundred dollars off of uh, Christian McCaffrey, and they both have you know McCaffrey's got the the higher floor, um, and he's got the higher ceiling, but Kamara's got just as high of a ceiling. I mean, we've seen it before; he could do it again super involved in the pass game. Um, and if uh, if Tommy DeVito keeps playing like he's been playing and, you know, and New York can make it a game. Yep, exactly. If they can make it a game where I think that the San Francisco-Arizona game, I think just a complete total blowout and McCaffrey doesn't see the field a ton, I think Kamara's the better play again this week just because I think that game could stay close. And with Molave, no I could see a lot of dump downs, um, you know, if Shahid can't get open.
2: Yeah, I like Camara. Yeah, I think the only other one I was like, is it worth paying up for a defense this week, or like, because I feel like there's a lot of these matchups that look like it can be ugly, and then it just turns into a high-scoring contest. I know there's been weeks where it was like Tennessee, Cleveland, where I thought, oh, two stagnant offenses, no one's going to score, and they scored like fifty-something points. So, is there is there like a low-budget defense? Um, that you kind of like for me, it's the Brown. Um, I got the Browns this week. I just think with, I, I paid, you know, the mid price for them. Um, but I was also looking at Tennessee. I don't know how you feeling about that one. Actually,
3: I had Tennessee locked in my lineup, um, especially with Stroud being out. Um, that's somebody who I kind of gravitated towards. I didn't realize they were so high priced still though. Like, I don't know where, I don't know where draft got off on that one. Like, if it were me, like if I'm DraftKings, like I feel like they're more like a thirty-one hundred dollars deal, especially against, you know, at the time we didn't know that Stroud was going to miss. So I think they, DraftKings did the right thing, and they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to price this up just case Stroud does miss, and he did. And you know, but I still think they're worth it. Like I said, going up against Case Keenum, um, they're without, uh, I don't know, what, they're without Tank Dell. Obviously, he's out. Um, Nico Collins is questionable still. Collins is active for Sunday's game. So not, Nico Collins isn't playing now either. So that leaves them with Noah Brown, Robert Woods, um, Xavier Hutchinson, and John, John Michi, and then Dalton Schultz is active this week too. So, I mean, you just look at some of the wide receivers. Like, Noah Brown's got a chance to do it. But like I said, I mean, you can ball. going. I really like Tennessee's defense now. Um, They're actually one of the lowest owned defenses on the slate. Uh, but I do think that they have a huge potential for a good game. They're at, they're at home. No, they're yeah. They're at home. So I really like that. You could do a little secondary stack with your Chigo Conquo Chigo Conquo and the Titans defense. I don't mind that at all. Um, I, I, yeah, I really like that. The only, the other defenses that I was on uh, somebody who was kind of low, um, just going based off my, uh, my, my high ownership one is uh, the Rams. The Rams right now are in the top five of, of uh, own defenses at 3,100. Um, I don't mind the Falcons at 3,600 either. I just – I kind of talk about it in the podcast again on Friday. I feel like this is like – I don't know. To me, I feel like this is Carolina Super Bowl. This is Carolina's game that they're going to come out. They've only got a few left. They're going to prove that, you know what, we can come out and we can win with Bryce Young. We can win with the team that we have. And I do think this game is either a, a, a super big defensive battle or it's a high scoring back and forth, like where the hell did the Panthers come from this week?
2: Yeah, I think I'm opposite on you on that one, but I, you know, I'll go over that one obviously when we get towards um towards towards my bets. Uh but no, I um yeah, I think another one I was looking at, and it was more just because I put, I always make like whatever lineup I make in betting, I always try to do a fantasy lineup just for fun. Um, Brees Hall was what I think I was looking at at his price because in, in my head, whether, um, you know, this if, if this game does turn ugly and it turns into uh, where the Jets are going to have to pass the entire second half, the ball is going to be a Brees Hall. Um, if they if they want to try to dominate on the run, it's going to be to Brees Hall. The I think between Wilson playing good last week and bad weather, and then having going to play a team where Brees Hall I don't want to say, but he's been has a history of being good against them. Um, particularly last year when he had that hundred yard game, I I like him to you know give you at least thirty yards rushing and thirty yards receiving, maybe you know kind of vulture a touchdown. Um, but we've also seen him break one. So that's I think that's um, that's the one I like. Um, I'm curious, though. You mentioned Jaden Reed. What's your thoughts if you didn't go Jaden Reed, if you stacked Romeo Dobbs? Is he just too high of a price?
3: No, because, I mean, he's only $400 more. I just, I don't know what it is, but it's like they don't, like, like Dobbs is kind of like, he's kind of just, I feel like he's just out there sometimes. Like, he's just out there running routes. And, you know, it's just Jordan loves – look. he looks Jaden Reed's way a lot more. Um, Let's go to targets here. But um, I'm going to cover your Brees Hall thing real quick. Brees Hall's touched the ball at least on the ground. He's gotten at least 10 touches in the last five weeks. And targets, he's gotten at least six targets in the same amount of games. So I I love Brees Hall as well. Um, He was some – I mean, the running back options are just – Insane. I love the running back options this week. I'll be playing three running backs. Um, I'll have a running back in the flex in every spot. Um, but to go on your thing here on Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, I mean, Dobbs is, I mean, they're really getting pretty close to, close to the target share and receptions. I just, I don't know. I just feel like Jaden Reed just does a little bit more. I feel like he's got a little bit more opportunity for yards after the catch. They look his way in the end a little bit more. Jaden Reed, in the last five weeks, five targets, six targets, eight targets, five targets, 10 targets. He's caught two touchdowns in those times. Romeo Dobbs, the last five weeks, five targets, six targets, four targets, five targets, seven targets. He's also caught two touchdowns in those five weeks. But if you look at the scores, they're just significantly different. Twelve, 16, six, 11, seven. And then you go to Jaden Reed. His scores: nineteen, nineteen, fifteen, five, twenty. 19, 19, 15, 5, 20. It just, and, and it could be, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, hey, everybody's on Jaden Reed. I'm going to play Jaden Reed. And then you get a little bit different and you just play Romeo Dobbs and maybe Dobbs has the game. today. I mean, but just the way it's been the last five weeks, Jaden Reed just has the high floor. Like they look for him in the red zone. He has a little bit more explosiveness after the catch. I mean, I think I'm going to stick Jaden Reed, but if you wanted to get super different and you really like that game, and and you if you if you took Romeo Dobbs, um, right now Romeo Dobbs is he's less owned than Dontavian Wicks. Hmm. So if you had this, if so, if Jordan Love ends up being the stack, so if it's a Jordan Love stacked with you know one piece or two pieces and you went Jordan Love, Tucker Craft, and Romeo Dobbs, and Dobbs has the game, you are going to be far and away, way above the field, in any of those stacks with that guy. Hmm.
2: No, I like that. I think the only other one I did, when I did my super flex, I did, um, I paired up Stafford and Cup just because of Washington's defense. And I just brought down on running backs. backs. Um, I went um, Elliot Gibson for my RBs. Um, and I did McCaffrey and CD for my uh, my two flexes. So yeah. uh, I mean that's probably what yeah, I'm most confident in.
3: Yeah, I like uh, I mean Gibson and Elliot, I mean they're both getting the starts. they're both going up you know I mean I think they're both catch to a lot of passes this week. Um, I'm kind of locked in on those guys. Like I said, I like a ton. I like Kyron Williams. I like Elliott. I like Gibson. I like Rashad White. I like B. Robinson. Um, I, I like Brees Hall. There are so many running back options that it's, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what I want to do for the latter challenge. Because you can afford, all those guys are super cheap. I mean, with, uh, with the exception of Williams and, uh, and, and White. But even Rashad, he's only just been priced up the last two weeks. He started the season at fifty five hundred and he just hit seven K this week.
1: All right, let's head to commercial on the backside. Dan will be the man in the middle. Jordan, is that still the basement or is that a different room that you're
3: remodeling in the house? No, th- this is the basement. We're still working on it. If no, you look that, at it, looks fabulous. We've we've I did the lights, we've got the second coating of mudding and taping. All I'm doing is sand. If Floor, there's like a thick layer of dust because I refuse to sweep it until I'm completely and totally done. Um, yeah, I, I have to sand the ceiling and then uh, we'll be. I think we're going to be good to paint. So it'll be a whole. I'm hoping by. Uh, I'm hoping by. Uh, you know, a, a few weeks from now, if we do anything for like playoffs and stuff, I'm hoping that it's done and it's looking nice.
1: Yeah, Jordan spent two dead two decades sweeping the meat department. Refuses to sweep his basement.
0: Take your energy level to new heights this football season with Lifted Energy. Try any of Lifted's nine specialty energy drinks or create your own and conquer fatigue. Visit Lifted this fall at 2430 16th Street Moline or check their Facebook page at Lifted Energy to see what festival, market, or fair they are popping up at today. Lifted Energy. Get Lifted. Hate mowing? Need your lawn or business landscaped? Having trouble with an unruly yard that your neighbors hate? Yard Barbers LLC is your hookup. Mowing, weeding, edging, trimming, aerating, fertilizing, haul away, they can do it all. And they aren't just good for your summertime yard blues. They work all year long and you can get signed up for their winter services for that annoying snow and ice removal. Find Yard Barbers on Facebook at Yard Barbers LLC, send them an email at YardBarbersQC at gmail.com, or shoot them a text at 309- two, three, five, 1595.
1: All right, we are back. The future, Mr. I don't want to butcher your fiance's name, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, the guy who does the betting stuff on our shows that actually shows up. We got Dan.
2: There we go. What, what a beautiful entry uh intro there. Um, so and we're gonna have our bets right here, mine and Joe's best bets for tonight Good over at the bottom of the screen. Oh, sorry, Mr. No Show, No Show Joe. Oh, Joe the No Joe Show,
3: the, Joe the No Show, and the parlay
2: oh. man, and Joe the No Show. Oh, he's gonna yell at me for that. <laughs> um, like okay, that. so my, my first play of today is and this is why I said I was gonna into it later. I am trusting the Falcons again, we're taking Atlanta minus three. Uh, we put it, We put a little bit less than a unit on it because we took this play at the beginning of the week. And as I said on my stream on Monday, every early play we take, we put half a unit on because of the line movement. Um, but this line stayed steady, and that's why I stayed at that point of minus three. Carolina is got nothing to lose, but Atlanta has everything to lose. They're now in second place in the division. They have Tampa Bay going up against a Green Bay team that can easily kind of put them away. And the Saints go, uh, struggling and going into New York against a Giants team that is kind of hot right now. Sidebar, I love the fact that every other sport league is trying to generate superstars and the NFL is just saying, oh, there's this Italian guy in New York and he plays football and, and that's it. And now he's like the fan favorite across the league. Uh, but Atlanta, Atlanta should be able to cover the spread. I think a lot of people, are kind of in that same boat of Jordan as they, they fumbled a lead last week. They're going into Carolina where they not really have played well historically. And uh, I, I, but I just think this Carolina, they have too much for this Carolina defense. Bijan carved them up the first time. Uh, Ritter was fairly solid the first time. And now that they're, I feel like he's kind of getting into his stride towards the end of the year. I think it's a good time for him to dominate. Bryce Young should have a good game too, but I don't think the rest of that team can hold up to the Falcons. So give me Atlanta minus three. The next play is in that same game. We're taking Bryce Young over 28 and a half passing attempts. DJ, I know you're putting these in right now. Please don't jinx me. <laughs> um. So as, as yeah, I I'm, promise. <laughs> I'm actually going to pull up this stat here. I was actually, what I
1: was doing was I was taking a snapshot of Jordan and erasing everything but just his mustache so I can see him with just a mustache.
3: <laughs> I won't do that. No mustaches.
2: So I'm going to share this screen over here to show you guys why I love this place so much. So if you look, DraftKings has it at 26 and a half. FanDuel has it at 28. So um I took this at 28 and I'm still confident it there. But if you want an easier bet, I think you can get it. As far as I can see, you can get it on DraftKings at 26. But this season, he has hit 27 or more passing attempts in every single game. He's hit 28 or more passing. He's hit 29. only one game. He had less than 30 passing attempts, and that was the game against Dallas. Every other game, he's hit 40 once. he go, He's averaging around 34 to 35 a game. The Falcons. Really
1: shout out the app we're looking at. Oh, this is
2: Outlier. Um, I said it on all my shows. Outlier is one of the best research apps I've ever used. Um, They have a free month trial. I'll put that in a pinned comment on my Twitter page, Gotham Gambling. Um, It is a – it's honestly a top-tier app. They give you trends. They give you every insight possible. You can even look at this against certain spreads um, when they're at home, when certain players are playing with him and when they're not. But regardless – Very great. Head to head, the first time he played them, he had 38 passing attempts against them. This season, like I said, every game has been high on passing attempts. Now, the big thing is, is they, the Falcons rank in the top 10 and least amount of passing attempts, but they're still giving up 32 a game. So I, this line has kind of moved. As you could tell, it went up, it dropped down, it went back up. It's kind of been faltering back and forth to where we got to 26 and a half. So that's just one of the reasons why I love that play right there. Um, our next one, as I mentioned earlier, was Brees Hall over 27 and a half receiving yards. I didn't take his rushing. I took his receiving because this team is garbage. The If you look at, we're going to find his receiving prop here. So his line, it dropped down. Again, I took this at 27. It's dropped down to 26. Um, but if you look here, head-to-head, head, he did not hit this in their last game, but he had 100 receiving yards the very first time he played against this team last October. Last 10 games, he's been kind of on and off. He's hit two, lost one. But the big thing to look at is right down here. Miami is giving up the 14 is in the bottom half of the league. They're giving up 32 yards per game to running backs in the air. And with the fact that if you look at his target share, he's getting about six targets a game um, out of 41% of passing plays that he's involved in. Uh, But not only that, if you look, there's uh, the, the light gray is the amount of catches he has. The dark gray is the amount of uh, targets he has. There's not a lot of difference between these five catches for Five catches out of six targets, seven out of nine, six out of eight. They're not giving him tough plays. They're giving him easy catches. Um, You could probably even take his receiving lines three and a half. That's also a good one. He's hit that in uh, seven of his last 10. Um, As you can see, once the season's kind of progressed and Zach Wilson's kind of gotten more comfortable, he's hit this line every single time. So I really, really like that play right there. Um, the next one is probably one of my favorites. Uh, I, we mentioned him. This guy is going to be my new Johnny Smith. He's going to be my favorite tight end only because he's hurt me too many times. And his name is just too fun to say Chiggy. Okonkwo. Now I caught his line at 30 and a half. It's dropped down to 28. You can find it 31 on 28 on FanDuel 31 on DraftKings, but head to head. He's kind of, str- he struggled last year. But he's hit this in three consecutive games, and you can even look at with Will Levis at quarterback. He's hit this in three. The only three he's gotten close and missed were earlier in the season in games where they kind of had to rely on Derrick Henry and in blowout games. But, again, the biggest thing to look at here is Houston gives up the six most um, passing yards in the league, and they give up the third most receiving yards, two tight ends. They give up 65 plus receiving yards. There's not really another tight end that other than Wiley that really gets a lot of the target share. If you see, look, he's getting Chiggy is getting 16% of the target share. He has 60 targets on the year, which should lead to obviously, I think a couple broken tackles here. I think the defense is going to play aggressive with the way their offense is going to struggle so i really think that that's going to be probably one of the better plays um we also took his reception line which was two and a half when i took it and it still stayed at two and a half because look even when he hasn't hit this hit his yard line he's hit the reception line just about every single game this year except for three and those were teams who have given up the least amount of yards to tight ends this year so that's that one um, our next couple of plays are pretty obvious ones. We got McCaffrey over 85 and a half rushing yards. This was an 89 on Monday. It's down to 85. I think they're expecting this game to be a lot closer and he's not going to get as many touches, but McCaffrey has been dom- uh, dominant. We saw it last week. He had 75 yards on the first play of the game and he hit his line of 95, like within the first, uh, like se- like 10 snaps he took. So I think with even though this Arizona team has a solid defense uh, in the run game, McCaffrey, the way they just battery him through the ball, eventually he's going to tire them down and he's going to break one for 15 to 20 yards. You could probably take his uh, rush and receiving as close to 100. Um, so I really really like that one right there. Uh, Rams minus six is just an obvious play. I I think a lot of people are expecting this game to be close, but I don't see anything Washington's going to do to keep this game close. The Rams' defense has not been the best, but when you have Aaron Donald up there going against the team that gives up the most sacks and the most pressures, that quarter, it's a rookie quarterback, he is going to struggle. Matthew Stafford should be able to take apart this defense, especially with, uh, even though Tutu's still questionable, you have Puka healthy, you have Cooper Cup healthy. I think he dominates that matchup. And, uh, the next one I've been talking about this one all week with you guys. i y'all are probably sick of me saying anything about this, but Dallas money line and Dallas. That's
1: the only yeah, reason we're sick
2: of you, bud. Yeah, I know. Um, Dallas money line, Dallas plus two is, I, I don't understand this line at all. I get the, the bills beat the chiefs and that was a big game for the bills. Um, but they, in reality, <laughs> they
1: let, beat themselves. Let's
2: let's be real. Let's be real. And this is why I took this line. They did not beat the Chiefs. Kadarius Tony beat the Chiefs, and that's all it was. And I think they're overreacting to that, and the fact that Dallas has struggled on the road this year. But Dallas comes in after a dominant performance against a division team. Yes, they're playing at Buffalo, but there's no weather. The only thing that's going to be different is that they're playing in the cold outside. I think that this, this Bills defense has been so banged up, I don't see any way that they're going to stop CD. They're going to try to get him the ball, whether it's run plays, screen plays, whatever. Gallup and Cooks are going to have a solid game. Pollards should have a good game. And I think this Dallas defense is just going to be too much for Josh Allen. So give me the money line at plus 110. Give me the Dallas plus two. I know Jordan's going to be mad as hell if they I, I if would, they lose this game because he'll blame it on me.
1: I would tail this, but I really want I really want the Bills to lose. So <laughs> I'm tailing it. So
2: that means I mean, it will lose.
1: If we could if we could regulate both of these teams out of the NFL, I'd be happy. But since we can't do that i just want the bills to the I,
2: I want to put a spreadsheet together of like bets that Jordan's copied and the bets that DJ's copied and just see the win percentage so i know when to fade myself or like when like if both of y'all copy it like how's it going to do um but i do have one more play it's for the night game and if you guys uh, have been following us over on twitter at gotham gambling we've been we're going to post a primetime same game parlay we're going to post a uh sunday night football and we're we used our twenty-five percent parlay boost on Fanduel, and we put a plus eight hundred parlay together that has a 95% success rate so far this season so make sure you guys stay tuned in for that it will be coming up within the next um 20 minutes if DJ actually reposts my stuff for once um but the last play we have tonight is Lamar Jackson over 213 and a half passing
1: yeah. at Doug too Doug has access to the shout players. out yeah <laughs> You also have the username and password. Go go retweet that
2: it yourself. Is, that's too much work. That's <laughs> y'all's job. My job's just to make y'all money. Um <laughs> the the last play I have is Lamar Jackson's over on his passing guards 213. I've seen this down to 210. I've seen it up to 215. The line is moving because it is a primetime game and we have seen a lot of iffiness in primetime game. Jacksonville is needing a big win this week. And I think that's why it's like this after the Ravens kind of struggled after the bye against the Rams. But Jacksonville gives up um, the third most passing yards of any team this year. Um, I'm going to pull, I'm actually going to pull this up for you guys real fast so we can get on to the rest of our show. But. This is my favorite thing to look at for this game. So obviously you can see his alternates here like he's hit all these 213 is where his lines at. You could take the 200 it's just buying down about maybe about 50 points um which isn't too bad. But if you look the last 5 he's kind of been iffy, but it hasn't been bad games. It's been a blowout. It was a game where that was probably one of the ugliest games I've ever seen in football. Um, and even though he's failed to hit this line as a favorite, they give up 265 passing yards a game. You have a team where Odell Beckham is starting to hit his mark. Zay Flowers is now the official top target with Mark Andrews out. Bateman's even been getting involved, likely played well, and they have a lot of these dump off plays to Keaton Mitchell and Justice Hill, where they just go little two yard hook routes and they sprint up the field so fast you can't catch them with a team that's running a 50% pass rate um and about 10% of their run plays being RPOs for Lamar Jackson I think they're going to be more worried about Lamar Jackson's legs than his arm and he's going to go at least for 250 tonight. So that's our last play of the night. Again, we're going to have the full card posted on Twitter in the next uh, about 25 30 minutes. We're not going to have a 12:30 show um, today, but again, make sure you guys check us out Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central. We're going live, breaking down the slate for you guys that night.
1: All right, let's head to commercial on the backside. We will answer your questions. We've got quite a few in here, so.
0: Do you love everything sports? So do we. That's why we shop at Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles. Atomic has everything you could ever want to blow up your collections. They have sports cards ranging from the 1980s to today, whether it's singles, wax packs, hangers, or boxes. They've got vintage hats, clothes, and collectibles from your favorite teams to widen your collection. Check out Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles today at 102 4th Street West, Milan, Illinois.
4: You from the West, the podcast covering Illinois high school football.
0: Weekly analysis and reaction from around the western side of the state of Illinois. This is the game we had circled when the year started. Follow along on YouTube and Twitter and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's big time football out there tonight and I know we can play big time football. You from the
4: West. We got you covered
1: all righty and i also did want to shout out atomic sports card and cards and collectibles uh it's not in our commercial but they do have more than just sports cards uh actually took my nephew in there bought uh twenty dollars or so worth of pokemon cards yesterday um so they they have if you're into that sort of thing uh, they got those as well uh dan and lydia if you're watching i've got some tua cards coming your way after he failed to score 12 points um on monday night for me i figure in your collection is better than a fire starter so <laughs> all right we've got some questions i'm not going to pop this novel up on the uh screen from mr jordan wrangle but i'll just ask the questions debo or garrett wilson
2: i think debo this week they they're, they've i think they're trying to get him ready for the playoffs with all these sc- little screen passes but he's been hitting his stride um in the end, they all every, everyone knows the ball's going to Garrett Wilson down the field, and I think they're going to try to guard him heavy this week. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that.
1: Drake London or Chris Godwin?
2: I'm going to say London because Godwin's still questionable as a now. With his knee injury, um, I think they're going to be trying to focus on the running game and these little quick short routes uh, with Green Bay not being able to handle the run. Agreed. Yep, I agree, London. Pick two:
1: Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones, Will Levis.
2: Can you just not put a new one in? <laughs> um, I'll give me Levis. give me Godwin and Levis again. Aaron Jones also questionable, but um, they have too good of a run defense in Tampa. Yeah, I'll take Godwin and Levis as well.
1: Uh, Godwin or Jaden Reed?
2: I think we all know the answer to this. <laughs> Reed. Yep,
1: JSN or Wandale Robinson? Wandale,
3: wow, <laughs> wow,
1: it'd
2: maybe Wandale. I would just put a lava in, like you're probably, um. <laughs> I would say JSN because Philly's past defense has not been the best. Even with uh, Drew uh, Drew Locks tended to look for him a lot last week. So yeah. Kenneth Walker or James Connor? Walker. Walker.
1: Yeah. Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, or Jerome Ford?
3: I don't mind Jerome Ford. Just because I feel like you're locked in with you're locked in with volume.
1: Yeah, you're for sure gonna, Kincaid or got and got and or her. I will say they did really like throwing to the tight ends last week. It, it might be just because Kansas City's linebackers can't cover, um, but they were including Kincaid and Knox both in that game plan. Um, but like you said, you're you're guaranteed.
2: Uh, give me you? give I, me Kincaid just because. I think with as good as the secondary has been in Dallas, that they're just going to try to do a lot more short passes so they can lead to a Gabe Davis long ball or Stefan Diggs long ball. I think they're going to be more focused on these little short out routes. That's one Gabe Davis. It's three for a bad luck. (laughs)
1: Uh, A chain or, or uh, Antonio Gibson.
3: Gibson. Yeah. Agreed. He's the, he's, he's the guy today. I mean, he's, a Chan, even if A-chan is healthy, he's still splitting carries. Um, or Gibson, Gibson's probably gonna have backfield to himself for the most
2: part. And especially with Aaron Donald coming down on him, he's gonna he's gonna have to throw short passes.
1: And then the last one, Tyler Lockett or Amari Cooper?
2: Cooper. Joe yeah. Flacco has yeah. been playing great there. The Bears' defense sucks. Give me Cooper. Yep, I'm on board with that.
1: All righty. See, this is why
2: you have me and Jordan. We disagree. There, there's no argument. There's there, We don't get a uninterrupted argument. We just, yeah.
1: Next one. All right, and then Tua or Trevor Lawrence?
2: T-Law. I think, I think that's yeah. going to be a lot closer of a game, and i as good as both defenses are, I think I would rather trust uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Ingram connection Agreed. versus uh, Tua and hoping Jalen Waddle goes off for 100. Right. We're trying to beat that, you know, beat the Jets secondary.
1: So Card Subject to Change wants to know, will Seth Rollins love or hate, and they meant to say football today. Uh, it's a bit, it's like my I am not doing the dishes bit when the Chiefs lose, Seth Rollins hates football when the Bears lose. So I guess card subject to change is wondering, will the Bears win today?
2: Oh, Seth, I'm so sorry. Uh, you you set yourself up for this, being a Bears fan. You knew what you had coming to you. I have to watch the Panthers all the time, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you in solidarity, but <laughs> n- yeah, you're going to hate football this week. You're going to want to sue Roger Goodell for making you watch that game.
1: I want to sue Roger Goodell for flexing my, my Chiefs out of Monday night, and now I have to watch Nick Brinks' smut peddling on, on my, my computer to watch
2: the Chiefs. I sent you the link. I sent you a link. Don't even don't even act like you're just going to complain about that. I, I sent you a good link. <laughs> I'm just going to – I like to complain, so it's fine. Oh, I, I'm aware at this point. <laughs> Steve wants to
1: know if Jordan's going to be required to shave his beard and go full mustache. He hopes so. Oh
3: my gosh! So that well, that's all they allow. They all that's I. So I was I was just talking to I was talking to my buddy who's on the force, and they everybody's got beards. And I was like, oh, am I required to shave? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, everybody has a beard down there. Well, they did a thing for charity, so they all get to a beard for the next two months. So by the time I start, yes, it'll be either mustache or clean shaven, and I I look like a pedophile if I grow a mustache
2: no that's such a little head they I was I was talking to a recruiter about the Air Force and they told me I had to shave and I told him I look like an alcoholic stepdad with the beard off So I haven't had this off since I was 16 nice
1: and the last one Tua or Joe Flacco six point passing TD league
2: I think you have to go Joe Flacco agreed I mean he's got he's got a valid point about the wind and everything, but I, I just still think Usually, you, like usually you take you take the risk with Tua of them going up twenty-eight nothing and then um and then him and then there's giving the ball off to Mostert and Wilson the whole game and a chain. I mean like,
3: look at look at how look at how the Dolphins were last week with no Tyreek Hill on the field. I mean Tua, Tua looked lost. He didn't know what to do. Um, and you get winds usually don't affect I mean 25 mile per hour, per hour winds is it's no joke, but usually like you know, you need to have like 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts to have it really a fixed flight of the ball. So 15 mile per hour winds.
1: Yeah, and Joe Flacco's not getting the ball that far up into Yeah, the- and he,
2: I was gonna say it's <laughs> like I think the farthest ball he's thrown uh, like that was wasn't just a throwaway ball, was like maybe a 15-yard play like it's it's that's why and that's why Elijah Moore's been doing good is because everyone's too focused on Cooper going deep and he's just throwing these short passes we we
1: need we need Nick back on the show to talk about pansy arm quarterbacks and how you know the wind stream there we go there's the words all right El Rapido fire guys who's your top quarterback this week
2: Joe Flacco (laughs) No, give me Stafford.
3: Give me Jordan Love, man.
2: Give me Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Jordan. Give me Dak Prescott. I like that. Running back. I want to say it. Kyron Williams. Give me McCaffrey to go with the old classic.
1: Now i, I got to think of somebody. Uh, Derrick Henry.
2: <laughs> Wide At receiver. that point, I'll just say Ty J. Spears. Wide, Wide receiver.
3: receiver.
2: C.D. Lamb. Gabe Davis. just <laughs> two. Jalen Waddell. Tight end. I'm gonna go. I'll go with. I don't want to say a congo. Um, I'll go Isaiah Likely, long shot. I I think I think he just sneaks like two catches for sixty yards and a touchdown somehow in there. Let's go
3: with. Let's go with. Uh, see if you can do it back to back weeks, David and Joku.
1: I'm going to actually switch up on my wide receiver. I'm going to say Rushy Rice. And then I'm going to give a little bit of Kansas City Chief betting advice. So this is automatically going to lose, do the opposite. But I really like the over on rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes today. And then whatever you can bet on unders for Travis Kelsey. He might have a zero catches for zero yards a day. That's what the Patriots do. They take away your best option. Not only is Travis Kelsey our best option, he's our only
2: option. Okay, you got – um, um. yeah, I couldn't think of one. Richie Rice is pretty good. He looks good. Yeah. If only y'all had like a, a speedster that could just go off for 100 yards like at any moment. Like just they throw won- it down the field 50 yards and he'd catch it. They won
1: the Super Bowl without him. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> And before we get to the last one uh, that's normally on here we're not going to have another quote unquote live for fantasy sake before christmas so what's your favorite christmas movie Die Hard right. Hey I'm not going to argue with you, you go to The Go no. the classic right Christmas story
3: I like I... Jen. So we we watch a Christmas story every year like because it's just on TBS or whatever TNT, whatever. Yeah, all day, it, it just all day long. Which I, I I like it, so I've grown to like it because I've never seen it before. But if I had to go with my all-time favorite Christmas movie, it's probably Jingle All the Way.
2: It's a good movie. Quality I film. Movie. I'm gonna go with the controversial one, Elf. I always feel like people either love it or hate it, and that's always my go-to. I don't like it. Christmas, Christmas Story just because I had I had an official Red Rider <laughs> BB gun as a kid. I didn't shoot my eye out, but there's a BB lodged in my rib right now <laughs> that my parents didn't know about until they watched today's show. So that, that's going to be a fun call after the show. <laughs>
1: and then uh, what uh, what game are you watching that's not your game today?
2: Feed me the gross, angry game. We're we're watching Carolina, Atlanta. I, I hate myself. And I just, I want, hate I just myself. want everyone to know it. I hate myself uh, yeah. more than Doug hates Chicago sports teams.
3: I'm going to be watching. I've got a lot invested, so I'm getting ready. I'm going to put out the ladder challenge here in about five minutes.
2: Um, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That'll be the game that I'm watching. That's going I think that's gonna be a fun game. Like it has. It has the, all the potential to be like seven to three or fifty-five to fifty-four. Dude, I hope it's not seven to three.
3: Otherwise, the ladder challenge is going down in
2: flames. <laughs> it's gonna be so Listen, bro. Bad. Do you know how funny it was seeing like Baker Mayfield's lowest line available for betting was like one hundred and fifty for <laughs> passing yards. Like just to see how he went from like, oh, he'll throw for two hundred and fifty a game to like, like Zach Wilson level numbers.
1: Matt Patricia is apparently the Eagles' new defensive coordinator. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. Well, wasn't he like something or somewhere?
2: Oh, Eagle assistant to uh, Eagle assistant. He's calling the plays for the defensive coordinator this week. All righty, and I am
1: going to hate watch the Bills and Cowboys today. So <laughs> I hope both teams lose. No, I hope the Cowboys. I hope I, I don't want the Cowboys to win. So I just want the Bills to lose.
3: Well, that's no fun. I don't like that either team.
2: I I hope the Panthers dominate so well that they just say, you know what? Uh, By committee, we'll put them into the playoffs just so Joe has something to talk about. Um, And then Bryce Young wins the MVP, Rookie of the Year. Miles Sanders goes off for nine touchdowns because I need ten rushing touchdowns for a future bet.
1: (laughs) Shouldn't you want the Panthers to win so they leave
2: Arthur Smith on the tarmac or something? Listen, the only thing I hate more than Arthur Smith is the owner of the Panthers. Like I like living in that area, like a lot of people hate him. He's such an asshole. Like I he if, he uh, he stole like 80 million dollars from a town like faking he said he was going to build a complex and then backed out after he got the money. Uh, There's, was like a
1: half-open
2: practice complex in South Carolina.
1: If the Falcons make the playoffs, you should just have to rock the Arthur Smith mustache for a couple months. Bro, this is never coming
2: off. Like I like that. (laughs) Well, just just trim it really short and just keep them. If all right, if the Falcons make the playoffs, I will. If the Falcons win in the first round of the playoffs, I'll shave the whole beard off for the next stream. If they make it past the wild card, interesting.
1: All right, for Officer Officer K over there, and Dan the Parlay Man hashtag Fade Dan. I'm your host. Oh, and for no show, Winkle, I'm DJ. We'll, we'll see uh, some sort of con- convoluted recording next week because it's Christmas Eve. Dan will probably be here because
2: Dan, nobody loves Dan. So DJ bet Devin Booker triple double. Just just letting y'all know that. <laughs> Good luck on <in> your <laughs> matchups this week. Hope,
1: hope every, everybody's bets are, are winners, even the ones that are opposite of Dan's. I like that. <laughs>